Welcome, welcome. This is Talking to the Internet. It is my privilege and honor today to have empathetic techie, host of Material on Relay FM, host of All About Android on the Twit Network, uh, host to a new podcast called Honestly Tech, and a freelancer featured on Tom's Guide, Lifehacker, Android Police, Reviewed, and a lot of other places uh, on the internet. Um, it is my pr- privilege to have Florence Ion on the show. Florence, thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, thanks for asking me to be on. This is just, this is a lovely because I'm going back from maternity leave. And so, you know, and we're all stuck at home right now when we're recording this. So it's like yeah. really nice to have scheduled talk time with people. Absolutely. And and what's better scheduled talk time than telling us your story and telling, mm. helping everybody <laughs> learn from the best, right? So, Thank so you. let's get into it. Um, talk to us about why you started talking to the internet. So when I, so when you asked me this question initially, now, are you asking from like the very first point in my life that I knew I wanted to do this because I have that story for you? I'm asking from whatever story you want to tell, Okay. right? So, so you get to tell, you get to construct your narrative here Perfect. as early as you want to start. All right. So back in college, um, and so I've always been a computer person, just, uh, Sorry, that's a really antiquated term, I think, <laughs> at this point. Um, but see, that's that's where I come from. I come from the days of when I was considered a quote-unquote computer person. Um, and when I think of talking to the internet, I think of like the first time that I opened up a live journal. Yeah. <laughs> because live journal was how I talked to the internet initially. It was how I told the internet like my my feelings in life, my thoughts, my emotions, um, because I was also a teenager. And so that's all that was on my mind and all that I was very interested in articulating at the time. But then in college, because uh, this actually happened at a LAN party, I was not interested in the game that was being played between the folks at the LAN party. So me and another one of the the attendees of this party decided we would go off into a corner with one with my computer and we would use our headsets and make a fake little podcast. That's <laughs> awesome. So um, it was made the exact same way that I'm doing it now, which is through Audacity. Like so I recorded it with the exact same software. And we called it Chatotar. It was like this weird name that we came up with. Again, super late night, like 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. There was probably a little bit of alcohol involved. This was college. Um, but not to the point where we weren't, you know. It, w- it was just we felt loose and friendly. And so we just kind of like got into this conversation. And I think we ended up talking just like about video games at the time because I was... I was, you know, studying journalism and I was like, I wanted to write for PC Gamer, which I eventually did. And so all this, you know, just kind of like informed the conversation that was happening. And um, I'm still to this day trying to find out what I did with that audio file. I was going to say, did you post it anywhere? Because that would be amazing. um, What I had did is what I had done was I posted it to one of those file sharing services back in the day where you could have a link for up to 50 people to download it. And then it just kind of disappears. It's on a hard drive somewhere in my house. (laughs) So, Do you remember the conversation? Like, do you remember any of it? All of it? Vaguely. I should ask my friend. Um, You know, we're still in contact. So I I should ask them if they remember. I do vaguely remember. We were talking about Nintendo of some sort, which is a conversation, which is a topic that we still talk about to this day. Um, So... (laughs) 
That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay. So you're, you're in college. You make your first podcast, right? Congratulations. One and only. <laughs> yes. Your first one. Um, and like, how did you roll into, I'm assuming, you know, you got your journalism degree. How did you roll into, you know, writing and talking online? Well, back when I started in this industry, I was writing for magazines and podcasting was just this thing that if you had the time and the friends who wanted to do it, you could do it. It wasn't monetized the way it is now. It wasn't it wasn't the industry that it is now. And I think it's just because I studied journalism and because I've always been a quote unquote computer person, I've always just looked for ways to interact using these mediums. Uh, and so when magazines started kind of falling out of the sky, um, one by one, they were just shuttering publications. It was getting harder and harder to find a job. I became more of an online person. <laughs> Sorry again with this vernacular. <laughs> I'm just referring to terminology that's been used mm -hmm. um, in my life. So I became more of an online editor, I guess, online writer, and then gradually just kind of shifted into all the mediums that go with that. Because it's not just writing online. The thing is, the internet enables you to do all of these things, to publish audio, to publish video, to publish text, to publish uh, code that, you know, you want people to interact with, to to do all sorts of things. And I just have always been really attracted to that and you know, as the industry looked to evolve, it looked to those different mediums as well. And it just seemed organic. Okay. So I, I want to pick on you. Like you said, you've always been attracted to it. Why? Like, like there, I mean, there are people who want to do these things, but they could care less about like getting, getting it out there. You know, it's like, I just want to do the thing to learn the thing because, you know, I'm a, I'm a computer nerd. Like I, I just really want to know why take that extra step to, communicate to an audience or to tell a story or to share a manual or whatever it is you're doing right like um or a guide I guess a user guide would be better but it's like why like what what, what is it about your personality that makes you want to take that extra step I think I appreciate that you framed it as my personality because the answer to most of this question would be I'm not quite sure without maybe sitting in a therapist's office <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> We the, all need like that. analyzing why is it that I wanted to like put my life on the internet because that's really what happened when when I was a kid on the internet was that I was just I really wanted to connect with people this way I think part of it has to do with the fact that I was a very sheltered child um, my f my parents come from a very very volatile political situation um, I they come from what was known as communism <laughs> okay, okay. in, in, uh, in Eastern Europe. And because of that, I didn't have the normal like social life that yeah. maybe some American kids grew up having just to say. And yeah, so, yeah. And so I found my way of socializing through the internet and that during that time, the late nineties was when, you know, everybody was online and I on, I am and sending emails and yada, yada. And I was just always so like attracted to like, wow, this person made their own webpage. Like they just, Oh, I mean, I just remember being like 11 years old and just like, this is so cool. There's just like graphics all over the place. And this person like put their words on the internet and people are reading it. And like, they have a platform to talk kind of thing. And I think that it was carried me through my life. And then when I went to when I went to study journalism, the department that I was in wasn't really doing that just yet. And so 
I, I think the reason I was attracted to that as a major is because it was a part of what I was attracted to doing online. Um, and I, and it just worked out that the way the world was shifting kind of mirrored those two things for me. Um, it, the, and the thing is, is I do feel very much that this is a creative medium. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So it, this for, for me fulfills a lot of my creative bug, like just to put something out there to put together like a review to put pictures together for the review of like a smartphone or just to be able to like write a little story and then explain to you how to do something with your computer or whatever. Um, for me, it's being creative. Absolutely. So. <laughs> right. And you, and you can definitely tell, and it's not the same for every, you know, every outlet or every medium uh, out there, but it's like, you can definitely, definitely tell when somebody does it well, right? Like when it resonates with you and well is a fluffy word because well can be great for me, but it's different for you. And we read, we read the same article or we listened to the same mm -hmm. thing. So it's like, I, I get that creative side that, uh, that's a, that's a really cool connection that I don't think I, I would have made. T talk about how you, I guess, order. I, I know, I know a little bit less about your order of, um, outlets or entities, mm. if you will. Right. Like, so can you tell me like the timeline of everything that you've yeah. done? Uh, yes. So I will do my best. Let's see. I'm going completely off the top of my head. Um, so basically I started podcasting when I was working at Mac life magazine. They had a podcast week. We had a podcast on staff and it just became like a weekly thing where I, you know, it was like a panel. We were all just on it talking about the week's Apple news. And, um, and I really liked it. I, I was just, wow, this is really fun. Like I get to just sit around with my coworkers and we get to just, you know, we could just toss around words and talk about the stuff that we geek out over anyway and that we're writing about. And, uh, and then from there, I kind of floated around a couple different publications. So I went to Ars Technica. I don't recall. I think I did one or two podcast episodes there. But then it wasn't until I went to PC World and I was working for IDG and uh, the different publications there that I started to really get involved. Um, so back then, if I'm not mistaken, and I hope I, I hope I get the particulars of this correct, but I, I believe clockwise. I can't remember if it was part of the Relay Network, Relay FM Network back then, or so not. So it's it started as not part of the Relay Network, yes. and then it and then it shifted over. So you're probably in the era when it wasn't part of yes. Relay yet. Yes, yeah. and then I remember Jason Snell calling me on. He said, do you want to come on, on Clockwise? And I said, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. And we had a little podcasting studio at IDG, which was really which was really cool. To just like They made this little room for us with like padding and computers and all the work was at you know, microphones and, and mixers that we needed to sort of – get this done and it was to encourage us to appear on other podcasts as well because you know you wanted to get the word out about your publication and the work that you're doing and so after uh jason snell left i was using that room a lot for twit and um all about android had sort of just they had asked me to come on because i was about it was year two into writing doing the android beat just like writing a lot about Android phones, what was going on with Google and the platform. And uh, they liked me. 
so they had they had um i believe gina trapani had just left okay i was wondering who was hosting then yeah Yeah. gina trapani had just left and they were kind of they were quietly looking for a replacement it just i think they were i think they were you know sussing people out well (laughs) and they they just did another round of that didn't they i mean they just did another round of that with uh micah and ant where they kind of like pre-interviewed them and then oh by the way uh you want to come on the network and start hosting yeah, exactly. Um, the difference is I already lived here. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, exactly. they had to move out here. You um, were cheaper. Yeah. So they asked me to be on and I had asked my boss's permission at the time. And I said, can I like, can I take off early on Tuesday night so I can do this show? And by the way, they're going to pay me, which I hope it's okay. They're not like totally competing with yes, They're a totally different entity. And my boss said, yeah, that's fine. Um, it's good for us <laughs> if you're on a show, yeah, get, you know, and so that started and because of just the really like the friendship I have with, um, Jason Howell and Ron Richards, that just really gave me a lot of confidence to feel like this is really fun and I really like doing this and I want to keep doing it. And so kind of just kept doing all about Android. And then I worked at Android Central after I had left IDG. And um, I was there for a little less than a year. And then when I had left to go freelance, that was when I that was when I was approached by uh, Russell Ivanovich about hosting material. <laughs> okay, okay. So I, I feel really, I feel really lucky, I guess, that I have been asked um, to do these two podcasts because they've become the highlights of my week. Uh, I've been doing material for two years now with Andy and Notco and Andy and I have become really close. I'm also very close with John, with, uh, Jason and Ron. Mm-hmm. And I feel really lucky that I call these people my friends and that I have sort of, they've also become kind of like my, they've become my support network. I mean, these are people yeah, that I do yeah. a show with every week. I talk to every week before we do the show whether it's all about Android or material, we do check in. Like yesterday I was talking to Andy about what my week was like. And, um, you know, I sent Andy pictures of my newborn daughter and, uh, I talked to Jason and Ron about like parenting now and, you know, just been like asking them for advice and things like that. So I feel just super lucky that I get to do these two shows. And I think that I'd like to think that that resonates with the audience that's listening in. Because this re- really is just friends talking about things that we love. Andy and I, we're both journalists, so we love to analyze things the same way. We love to look at things the same way. And we're both huge Google users and have been a part of this platform for so long that we have so much to say from that perspective. And then on All About Android, uh, because I kind of think of All About Android as a, um, kind of a play show a little bit. I mean, we definitely have, like, big interviews with, you know, uh, staff from Google and with developers on the scene. But we – it's very casual, Yeah, the conversations yeah. that we have. And so I get to see it as a way to just totally – to just totally teeny bopper over Android the way that I would have when I was a young, quote-unquote, computer person before I was doing this for a living. Well, and, just, yeah. and from a from a completely, you know, third-party perspective – I think that's I, I don't I don't know if I'd have gotten there on my own, but it's like when I think about the shows that I listen to, that's a common thread where it's it's a group of people having a conversation. You can tell that these people 
really like each other, really appreciate each other, really have fun. And then, oh, by the way, they're very knowledgeable and they're experts in what they're talking about. And oh, by the way, they're goofing around and having fun and they're really experts in what, you know, it's a, it's that blend of, it's not heavy handed, right? Cause you know, when the show is heavy handed and they're just trying to spit as many facts at you as they can. And then, you know, when it's just completely off the rails and it's goofy and you're not going to get anywhere productive, but it's like this combination of the two. I think that you do that really well in multiple venues. So that's cool. Like that's a, that's a really, really interesting thing. I think I, f- I feel that same way about like my favorite podcast to listen to. Um, I know we're talking about me, but one of my favorite podcasts is uh, called The Blaze with Lizzie and Kat. It's a 90210 recap podcast. Okay. And 90210 is like my favorite. I mean, I, my fandom goes. I, it, that's the other thing I could write <laughs> incessantly about, about is just <laughs> 90210 because it, it was it's such a comfort show for me. And it has been like throughout my life, I guess the same way that I came to the Internet, like why I'm doing what I do for a living and I had actually been on The Blaze. I had emailed Lizzie and Kat, and I said, can I be on your show? Because this is, A, I've been podcasting, so, like, you can count on me, I promise. <laughs> you know, I'll make it interesting. And then I said, you know, and B, I know the show so well, and I was so attracted to the two of them because they're best friends. And and I feel like their friend when I'm sitting around with them and they're talking about nine or two and no, and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, totally. And I'm laughing out loud and I'm just like shaking my head and Oh, you guys, you know, kind of thing. And so I, I really hope that people get that when they listen to uh, all about Android and material, because that that's how I feel doing those shows. Yeah. yeah well, good. I mean, and, and keep <laughs> doing it right. Because I think you're doing a great job at it. Um, you know, keep, keep doing it. I can't, I can't speak for everybody else, but, keep doing it. I appreciate um, that. Can you tell us about Honestly Tech? Yes. Yes. Um, I, I'm really happy you're asking me about it because right now, because I just had a newborn nine okay, weeks ago. That's good because I was like, <laughs> should I ask her about it? Or is it one of those things that's like, oh, we're just going to that under the rug and not even worry about it. Okay. So good. I, talk, I tell would, me about it. I would like to tell the story behind it because for me, so what happened was when I went freelance, um, at that point in my life, I was not happy with the work that I was doing. I didn't feel like it had it was aligning with what I wanted to do or the audience that I wanted to reach. And so I had gone freelance to sort of recalibrate my work life and find sort of find my proverbial north star mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. figure out so I took time to figure it out. There was a lot of tripping. There's a lot of writing that I said, oh, I don't think I actually want to do this kind of writing. There was a lot of, oh, I don't think I actually want to do this kind of, these kind of projects, a lot of starts and stops. And so last year, in, in around this time, I actually went to Palm Springs with one of my very best friends. And she's an illustrator and she came up doing illustration um, through Instagram communities. So she was really into Instagram communities is how she was talking to the internet kind of thing. Uh And I was on like this other realm and she asked me, she said, you know, I really want to, I really want to take this business online and just like make it bigger. Do you want to go to this women's entrepreneurial summit with me for a week? She's like, it's an excuse to go to Palm Springs. And I said, (laughs) heck yeah. Like when are we going to be able to do this? Like I'm freelancing. I don't have to be at work. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. let's take let's take eight days in Palm Springs. Why the heck not? Um, so I signed up for this summit called Alt Summit. It's, it stands for Altitude Summit, and it is it's 
as I described, a women's entrepreneurial conference. And now the conference isn't really about podcasting. It wasn't really totally the realm that I come from. It was um, partially around how to market whatever you're doing. But the reason I was attracted to it is because it was just all women clustered together and talking about having businesses while just being women in the world. And that was something that really resonated with me because I was having trouble sort of finding my footing in a male dominated industry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just really wanted to be, I wanted to learn from these women because I saw, I wanted to try and marry the Instagram aesthetic, the Instagram world with like what we're doing in t with tech journalism, because I would get so frustrated not being able to, resonate like have my work resonate with my friends uh, you know I am, was writing to this very niche audience I was talking to this very niche audience and I love that audience and we still talk but I how can I expand my community to include my you know quote unquote my friends and and their friends mm -hmm. to kind of come into mm -hmm. the fold and talk because there's this idea that there's always been it's like the gamer girl quote unquote like you have to you know be this certain uh, um, you have to do this certain amount of gaming and like, you know, be into these sorts of things to like be considered a gamer. And I kind of saw that with tech and the women in my life. Like they felt okay. like they had to be this sort of techie and had to have this level of expertise and had to be using these things. And they had to be like me using all this jargon and, and such to be considered a part of this world. And I was getting frustrated. I'm like, you have, you have an iPhone, you have an iPad, you have a MacBook, you have all of this tech that is you're using in your life to drive you you have the the system in your car that you use you know to to control the radio and all this like these are all little tech things in your life that you're not that society is telling you doesn't you know <laughs> make you valid yeah 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 so the whole point that we had gone to palm springs is i was working on this idea i took the week off to get inspired and be in it i mean i love the desert the desert's always been a place for me i if I were born in any other era, I probably would have been an L.A. hippie. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so I like to pretend. I like to go to Palm Springs and pretend. It's fun to pretend. You know, I have I have a Tupperware full of, like, outfits that fit there. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. leopard print pants and all that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what we were doing down there. And that's where I came up with the idea. And I'm still working on it. In the terms of the wheels are still spinning in my head, but it's just the car isn't going anywhere. Just to take that metaphor a step further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be because I had a baby. I got pregnant last year, not it, totally unexpectedly. And I had to kind of shift my focus to what was going on with my body. Like I had to kind of give in. My body needed me to rest and Absolutely. needed me to just kind of focus on incubating this baby. And then I had the baby and now we're just kind of figuring out our new normal yes. with her yes, in yes, tow. Yes. And that it, it, I knew I was going to come back to this as soon as, you know, I kind of felt like I could. So now I'm just trying to get the wheel started up again. I, I have like episodes I'm sitting on <laughs> yeah. and I need to just sit down and do them. And, um, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> so, so what is your, um, and you may not want to talk about this and that's fine, but it's like, what's your, what's your motivation for, is it, has it changed? I guess that's what I'm curious about is from a creative, creative side, or is it just a matter of getting the wheels back 
moving again. I'm going to be totally honest and transparent. Um, it's totally imposter syndrome. <laughs> That's like, it's, it is interesting how it like lives within you and it just like rears its head. And I think being thrust into parenthood kind of compounds it because now, now you're asking yourself like, am I enough for this baby? I told you I would be totally transparent. Oh yeah. No, no. And I totally, I mean, I get what, I get what you're saying. Yes. And, And that also extends to the work that I do and, and my creative projects like that also extends there. So I'm, I'm dealing with a lot right now and I want to be open about it because I feel like I, that's the type of vulnerability that people can relate to because we are all, and also like, I mean, we're talking during the age of coronavirus. So, which is just added to the anxiety of every day. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, And and I'm, I appreciate, you know, you saying that because it's like you launched a new thing, right? So there's already the original, like, is anyone going to care? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and that, I mean, that's heavy enough as it is. Oh, and then it's like, oh, and and now baby, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, now there's a significant portion of my brain and heart that goes somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? And it, does it ever come back? That's a great question, right? Like, should it ever come back? That's even a better question, right? Like, I mean, we're getting, we're getting heavy really fast, but people wrestle with these things and they're real and they impact everything right like they don't just impact some things you can't separate it out it impacts everything and then like you said you had coronavirus and (laughs) crazy and crazy chaos on top of it you know you didn't need the icing on the cake but you got it anyhow. well and it it is tough right now because it's like well i would love to interview these women who are just doing extraordinary things but now like they've had childcare and they've had to become teachers for their children and uh, you know everybody is kind of having to deal with their own anxiety around this new normal. And it's that sort of, it makes you think this is where the imposter syndrome comes in. It's like, well, why would my podcast, you know, be anything for them to take their time off? But I think, you know, talking to you about this more, it's actually, it is making me want to like really get to work on this and hit the ground running because um, just because I had my baby doesn't mean that, you know, it stops your, your creative process. Well, and I, I agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. Like it makes me, it makes me want to gently be like, Florence, you need to do this. Like, <laughs> like, you, like you, you, you need to do this because the other, the other side of it too is, and, and here's uh, so this, I don't know if this will stay in or not because I don't know if it'll be relevant, but so the thing that I keep thinking about is like, everybody's overloaded right now with mm-hmm. trying to figure out what to do. And then having entirely too much stuff out there to do, mm-hmm. you, you know, so, so it's like, I don't know what to do every day. And at the same time, there are 150 free trials that I can go out and like try, yeah. watch this, you know, do this show, listen to this new show. Oh, it's, it's a creative time. Let's start a new podcast, right? Like, you know, so everybody's like, there's all these things happening, but at the same time, these, the folks and the women that you're going to talk to, because I, I didn't catch, is it, are you going to interview all women? Is that the point? Um, I haven't decided, okay. to be honest. Um, I, I haven't fully decided on that because the thing is gender is a construct. And so uh, it would be unfair for me to say that I, I would only interview women because I, I am, there's so many people out there doing so many amazing things using the internet as, I mean, this is why you have your podcast as well. Yeah. So 
Well, uh, and, and yeah. so so then so now then I'll lump it into folks, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'll use I'll use that one. Mm-hmm. But the folks you're going to interview, like they still have really good, interesting stories to tell. They really have good, interesting things yeah. to teach people and to inspire people with. And it's like that that doesn't change like that's still there and it's always there. And the idea that you had was still uh, it's still a really good idea and it was still a really good idea. So it's like that's why I want to be like, uh, Florence, you need to do this. Uh, yeah, yeah. But oh, I, I don't worry. It. It's it. it's on my to do list every single week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, even my husband has like scheduled it for me like to, you're going to work on it. And, um, you know. I have to be honest, I was just really looking forward to this conversation with you because I wanted to I wanted to talk to somebody else about it. And, you know, it, especially right now, because I can't leave the house to talk to people. Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. my my encouragement is uh, I look forward to what's going to come with it and the, the future with it. <laughs> I will take that. <laughs> Can you, you so you've talked in a bunch of different ways on the Internet, right? Mm-hmm. So you've written on the Internet. You've done um, audio shows on the internet. Mm -hmm. You've done video Mm -hmm. shows on the internet, right? What's your favorite way to talk to the internet? Well, listen, (laughs) writing is my moneymaker. Okay. (laughs) But, (laughs) but I, writing is, is my, you know, primary profession. It's what pays my bills. It's what, what is on my business card. So to say it's what's on my LinkedIn profile, but I love podcasting so much. I love audio. I love getting into into these conversations with people because I love having conversations. And yeah. I, you know, when you're writing as a individual, you have to create a, a narrative around it to make it interesting to other people. And sometimes that places a lot of pressure, if that makes sense. Because oh, you have to create sense. this whole narrative. And it's yeah. a lot, I feel like the narrative can sometimes be more fluid although that's not necessarily true because if you talk to an audio engineer or an editor i'm sure they would tell me like no no no, flow remember like you have to edit parts and and make it fluid and and make it dynamic enough that somebody wants to kind of continue listening because i've listened to podcasts that have like rambled oh yeah in the honest to god way of rambling and i'm just like i can't do this anymore i'm interested in the subject matter but this the person that is doing this is not connecting with me like that i just feel like i'm being talked at not talked with kind of thing yeah totally yeah. And, and one of the things that's interesting to me is so i interviewed um shelly brisbane mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and she she does conversational style shows and then she also um in i think 2019 did a almost like a more produced one so it sounds like um it's it's kind of like an npr style mm-hmm. show right and she was talking about the narrative aspect of it too and about how different it is and like your brain has to think about it differently because you have to do this story arc. So it's like, it's really interesting that you bring up the fact that writing tends to have more of that narrative and that story arc. And by the time I start the article, I need to get to a point Mm -hmm. to finish the article. Whereas conversational style shows, you start out with an outline. Where do they go? It depends, right? Like it it all just depends on the day. It depends on how we're feeling that day. It depends on, you know, what we want to cover. Um, no, that's interesting. It's all intertwined, though, because in the end, it's all journalism. Like, all I wanted to do was just document the world. And the, it, at the end of the day, it's all the same thing. It's all documentation. It's just the way the way it's done and the way it's presented to people. Because you, you got to make it somewhat. I mean, look, I'm not sitting around reading medical journals for a reason. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're really <laughs> dense. 
Yes. They're full of a lot of jargon. And there's a reason people get paid to parse those things for you and make them nice and frilly and tell you all the scary parts and the great parts. <laughs> so. So tell me about, you've been part of networks, yeah. right? Um, and then you went and launched a show kind of solo. Your writing has been part of you know, publications, but you've done the freelance side, right? Mm -hmm. So you're kind of solo within this big part. What, what's interesting about doing independent work versus doing work as part of a bigger network? When you're part of a network, you're part of a larger microcosm, I guess you're part of a, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Twit has been doing its thing. They're just having their 15-year anniversary, so they've been doing their thing for the last 15 years. And um, it's their family that I'm kind of invited into the backyard barbecue, so to speak. Okay, okay. <laughs> Again, with me and the metaphors. No, that's a good, that's a good, <laughs> that was a good one. I like that one a lot. Uh, and it's, it's the same with Relay. And it, I make myself available for the common uh goal of the family like if the family wants to get together and do a charity raffle like I, you know i will come to the family meetings kind of thing and and show up and say well what can i do to you know but i also think about the quality of the content that we're putting out and how that fits into with the rest of the network and is what i'm doing uh on par with the other people that I'm that I look up to on this network kind of thing. Does that make sense? <laughs> it, it does. It does. Right. Like it, it's a, a standard for lack of a better way to put it. Right. You're trying to make sure that everything's on par. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because in every, every family is different. Right. So Twit has has its audience. Relay FM has its audience. Doing something solo, though, I think is a lot harder because you don't have that uh, overall objective that somebody is setting for you, you have to kind of set it for yourself. And then again, this is where the imposter syndrome can get really loud because first you have to convince yourself that what you're doing is valid. And then you have to find, again, I use that terminology, that North star, like kind of what is the goal of why I'm doing this? Like, what is the aim for this? Um, and that can be really hard when you're doing it on your own. Because you don't have an editor to steer you a certain way. You don't have, you don't, I mean, you have your friends and your support system cheering you on, but you really, you really have to show up for yourself in a lot of ways that maybe you could do a little more passively, you know, when you're, when you're doing a show with a bunch of other people. That makes sense. I, and I asked, I only asked that because it's like, I'm, you know, I'm not part of a network, right? And it's like, I wonder how different it would be if, you know, talking to the internet was part of you know, a, a different of a of a network of, or a group of shows that had a common um, common theme or a common thread. So, I will say I feel extremely supported, which is something that I don't because again I have to like be everything for myself. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we're getting very psychological here about <laughs> my uh, what goes on in my head, but but truly, I think it's being a part of community is important. And I really value community because you do have people who are pushing for a common goal. And then mm -hmm, also, you've, mm -hmm. you know, you have somebody who's selling, helping sell your ads for you, for your podcast, which is, or you even know, holding you accountable, right? Holding because you, it's like, hey, where, yeah. yeah, where is that audio? Like, hey, are you going to be on the show today? Hey, I need you to like fill out this doc versus, I mean, let's look at, honestly, tech, it's not, now I'm not like not, not working on it just because of whatever. 
but obviously there's a lot at play there and I don't have, I'm still working on that internal voice to say like, yeah. we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And I think that's why it is community is very important. We have to remember that's one thing that I think we lose sight of on the internet because it is easy to do everything on your own. You have to remember that like connecting with people, even if you're just doing it over the internet, the way that you and I are through audio, through Skype, mm -hmm. as we are right mm -hmm. now is can mean so much it can do so much uh for a person so so how do you go about getting ready to talk right um you know you're you're planning for a show whichever whatever show if you want to pick one that's fine but it's like how do you go about prepping yourself to get on the call and it could be everything from like a you know, getting in the moment versus I got to research and I got to read these nine different articles or listen, or, you know, go through my RSS reader or whatever it is. How do you prep yourself? So I learned early on that if I don't prep, it's, it's bad for everyone. Um, I, I have to read all the articles, even back when I was, um, when I started all about Android, I was, I had you know, I had a salary job. So I was going to work every day and I was writing about Android. And so I would go to all about Android already having all that knowledge, having written about it. When yeah, I went okay. freelance, I wasn't writing daily. I was working on bigger projects. Um, and I kind of caught myself a couple of times like, Ooh, I need to, I need to be better prepared when I come on the show because you can kind of, I, I feel just flustered and it's a different kind of energy. And so I, I try to make time I even put it in my little to-do list, uh, you know, prep for AAA. Um, with regards to material, we have both with uh, All About Android and material, we have docs that we use. Yeah. Um, All About Android is produced by Jason Howell, so he will kind of go through, choose the news stories, kind of double check with us, like with me and Ron, and say, hey, are you guys cool talking about this? What do you think if we tackle this? And, you know, I'll tell him, like, hey, Jason, today I want to bring this on the show. Can you make some time for it? And then after he puts together the doc, I go in and pick my links, and I just kind of read about read about the subject, make sure that I know what people were tweeting about it, when the news had happened, um, make sure I know how our community feels about it kind of thing, so that when I talk about it, I have context and I can give context, because that's my job as a journalist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then with material, um, Andy puts together the doc and I take care of the requisite uploading of it and kind of, you know, publishing it. And I love the way Andy does it because he and I think the same way in terms of how we break down a story. And so he will, he will kind of break it down into bullet points that uh, really help facilitate the conversation. And so I'll just yeah, give myself... Yeah give myself 15, 20 minutes to read through what he put together. I'll add my own little like, Hey, maybe I can, maybe I should start it this way, or maybe this is the kind of segue I should do. And then if I come up with a better segue in the midst of it, I'll do it. And if I fumble, I fumble. It's okay. I just let it go on material. Cause sometimes I just think, you know what? That's just the way it is. This is the kind of day well, I'm and having. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're, and you're human, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's, and that's another side of, you know, um, it, it gets me about like overproduced shows Mm -mm. Is like they don't they don't feel like they're human. It's like no no no. Like people make mistakes. Like they say s funny things. They say silly things. Or they That's Google totally the subject fun. in the middle of talking yeah. about it. Uh, which wait, is, what is that word? Yeah, which, <laughs> I do that on material. I'm just like, hold on, everybody. I'm typing this in right now, looking it up. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Uh, yeah, because you know we're I'm at my computer. We're doing there's 
we're doing this. You're here with me at my desk. So. So, okay. So, you, you know, you've done a lot. You've done a lot of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what is a highlight? Like if you're thinking back through all of the times, you know, you've, you've put content out there on the internet, you know, what's one of the highlights that you've had? Hmm. I think with all about Android, um, the biggest highlight for me has been the Google IO shows that we were doing where we would interview developers on the Android team. So the, the VPs, the, the C-suite of folks who are doing, who are doing, doing the big things for the Android operating system and being able to sit down with them at Google HQ and do that and have it resonate with people makes me, it just made me so happy to be able to do that and to bring context to a conference that is very, um, Google I.O. is one of those developers conferences that it's very big, but you can you can only go to it if, you know, you have the money, you have the ability, yeah, you, exactly. you get invited, that kind of thing. Um, and so I love to be able to do that. Uh, I just think overall the highlight has been having the friendships that I do with my hosts. It's, yeah, yeah they, I mean, they're just really, they're major people in my life, and I'm super thankful to have them to have like to be the ability to work with these people, you know? All right. So if you were, if you're starting over, right. So we, we hit a highlight, mm-hmm. right. If you're starting over in all of this, what's one thing that you're like, wow, I should definitely do this or make a left turn here when I made a right turn there before. Uh, that's a tough question. <laughs> it is. It, it really is. And this isn't even the, this isn't even the unlightning round. Wait till you get to the unlightning round. You know what? I think I I would have started honestly tech a lot earlier than I did. See, yeah, that's a great answer. I should, yeah, I should have. I I think I I think I should have started it right at the beginning of my second trimester. But I was really scared because we were moving and I was pregnant, and um, I was just, oh, I don't have time for this. But I should have started it when I had the idea last year. But I I think um, you know. That scared scaredness kind of held me back a little bit. So maybe maybe that's the thing. Is yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good one. That's yeah. a that's a really that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so if you know, I come to you and I say, Florence, is it Flo? Is it okay if I call you Flo? It's Can okay if you Flo? call me Florence. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or okay. Flo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I want to start a show. I want to start talking to the internet whether it's video or YouTube or Instagram or whatever it is, what do I do? How do I start? Like, what's the first thing you would do? What do you tell me? Take notes of what you want to say. Don't just go in cold turkey um, because th- it's never going to work. I, okay. used to, I used to do that all the time where I would just like jump into an article and just start writing it. And my editors would just send it back to me and say like, this is unfocused. This is unfocused because you can't just go on talk. You can't just, talk to the internet i mean you can but sometimes it doesn't elicit the results that you want and sometimes it doesn't resonate with people so that's why you have to kind of think a little bit before you go out there uh Mm -hmm. i know the internet is also a place where we socialize and in those instances and those private interactions it's totally fine to be off the cuff and off the top of your head but if you're doing an instagram live you know, I see celebrities do this. Well, they're, or even, even just like influencers, I guess. 
um, they'll get on Instagram live, for instance, like they'll, they'll just come on in the middle of, of in the midst of something going on. And it's just like this chaotic energy that you're going into as a, as a viewer or a listener. And I don't think that that is, I, I just feel like that's not constructive for yeah. the person doing the making the content and the person uh, consuming the content, like you're basically bringing somebody into a really heightened environment, and I think it's better unless it's something funny, you know. Unless it's something like, here's the puppy on a skateboard. Yeah, <laughs> like, intentionally improv-y, or it's it's meant to be off the cuff. Yeah, I agree. Versus like. Oh, this is this is happening, and I need to just like rant about it and talk about why this is upsetting and why this is just bad for society. Like, maybe it is bad for society. Maybe it is upsetting. But let's take, let's take a, a you know that narrative is really important for everything. All, all I can think about is you know award shows or weddings, right? When somebody pulls out the you know the the thing that they're gonna read to, for their thank you, and then they throw it away, right? Or they pull oh out the gosh. thing they're gonna read this, you know, and then they throw it away, and everybody goes. <gasps> Right. It's like, like, that's exactly what you're describing here is make a plan, stick to the plan, right? You don't have to read it word for word, but stick to the plan. Um, and, and I've heard that from a lot of different people too, right? Um, as I've, as I've talked to more and more people on this show, even the, it feels like it's just four people talking or three people talking. Oh my goodness. There is so much planning mm-hmm. that goes behind those three people talking and they've worked on it so long that they understand you're giving me a cue right now, even though we're on you know Skype or whatever we're doing and I can't see you you're giving me a cue right now that you want me to take this into a different into a different place and like there's so much of that planning that goes into it so that's yeah that's a really really good one for newbies yeah get into things. and by the way it was something I learned at that entrepreneurial summit because they were teaching us how to you know up our social media game and so I was learning I learned from the Instagram influencers that there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of parallels between the journalism that I'm doing and and the kind of content you put out on social media, even if it is like marketing content. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's do it. Let's get to the unlightning okay. round. Here we go. So just to remind everyone, Flo does not know these questions. No idea. These are absolutely brand new. And away we go. What is your favorite content on the internet? Oh man, this is the lightning round here. What is my favorite content? No, 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 no. This is the unlightning round. Excuse it started as the lightning round and nobody could do it fast. So I changed it to the unlightning round. And now you have all the time in the world. So what is your favorite content on the internet? Now, are you asking specifically a profile, like a person, or are you asking in general? No, and you're you're cheating, but I'll give you the next Sorry. one. Sorry. Next one, your your fa- your next one is the f- your favorite personality on the internet. Okay, so. okay. Let me go back. Let me start. Let me start in that last question you gave me, um, because I don't want to cheat, uh, and I apologize to all future people on this show because I did not mean, I did not mean to do the spoiler. <laughs> you're you're good. Okay. So favorite content on the internet. Yeah, what you favorite got? content. Uh, content. My favorite content. content. On the it's the one I oh, live I, in. I like Antarctica. Um, I would love to go to Antarctica by the way that's like one of my life's goals um <laughs> so I I love the Instagram stories that are truly stories not just like here's my day I mean obviously I have a lot of friends that I check in with with their cute babies and their cute puppies and their cute kitties and just their cool lives okay but I'm talking about the people who use Instagram to teach me something um who put together a story 
sometimes they'll use Instagram for like the conversation. And I think that's because that appeals to my podcast brain and that appeals to my, my journalism brain. Like my favorite Mm -hmm. kind of content is stuff that, uh, that teaches me something in a really relatable manner. And so that could be, I guess that could be words or it could be audio or it could be pictures. (laughs) Just, you know, give, give me something that I can, I can learn. Um, and to add to that, one of my favorite content. Well, actually, I'm going to let you ask the question because this is the unlightning what, round. So, so what I want to what I want to dig in here is: can you think of an example? Like, so I'm thinking about our listeners who are like, "Oh, what, what would that look like? An Instagram story that's packaged in that way." Like, can you give us somebody that does that well? Yes, Erica Hart, uh, spelled E R I C K A um, H A R T. For those who might want to Google them, uh, Erica Hart is a sex educator and. They teach, or yeah, they teach a lot about um, just uh, racial justice, uh, um, just how to how to be a better person in the world. Um, a lot about just I learn so much from from them and their partner uh, on a daily basis, just watching their Instagram stories and. Uh, and I'm really thankful for some of the the content that they've put out together because okay. there's a lot of stuff in there that I, I probably would have not learned just from my own community because of how sometimes insulated I can be. <laughs> so, okay. yeah. Okay, good. All right, so let's go to the next one. Mm-hmm. Overall, favorite personality on the internet? Ooh. Uh, ooh, my favorite personality... Ooh, wow. This is a hard one. Um, <laughs> this is such a hard question. There's so many yes. people that I'm just enamored with on yes. the internet. And right now you're thinking like, well, if I say this person, but I don't say this person, but I say this person, but I don't. No, 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 no. Just who, if I, I'm going to tell you that you, you, you have to listen to, like the first person you sit down on the couch and watch or listen to or read, who is it? Dear Prudence, <laughs> <laughs> I'm super serious. Um, they changed their name. He changed his name. Daniel. He got married. Daniel Lavery, I believe, is his name now. Okay. Um, used to be uh, Daniel Mallory Ortberg, but they got married. Um, and I love. I read Dear Prudence. I listen to the podcast. I, I, yeah, I read it every single day and it's just, I learn a lot. Again, that's one of those columns where I like learn a lot about like how to be a parent, how to be a person in the world, you know, how to like, how to talk to a friend about like a hard thing, that kind of thing. And I love it. I just, Perfect. yeah. Perfect. A creator, a show or content that you would consider to be on the rise. So it's something that's like new and upcoming or is just getting out there, you know, well-known, something like that, that our listeners should check out. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, the first person that came to the top of my head, um, her name is Mint Lodica. Uh, Mint, L-O-D-I-C-A, for those who want to Google her. Um, She is a keyboard person. (laughs) So one of the, one of the communities I'm like kind of getting into is mechanical keyboards because it's just like this 
beautiful hobby that I've like taken on. It appeals to the crafting side of me. It's also just like a really creative thing. And Hey, I use a keyboard for my, for my work, right. For everything I do, um, at the computer. And so I really like, um, Mint Lodica. She's been putting out like different keycaps, sets of keycaps. Um, and she's been working with the key company, to put out like new boards and new sets and things like that. And um, I'm really attracted to her aesthetic. Like her aesthetic has just been really inspiring for me. It's just like, these are cool. Yeah. It's just pinks and mints and yellows and just like these pastel colors. And it's just her and another uh, person named, I don't actually know their names. I only know them by their handle. Sailor HG. Uh, They are coming up with this bomber jacket that says like, uh, cute keyboard club on the back and i just love this idea of getting nice. super girly and like this is something that is not usually heralded and i love kind of following them on social media and i check in every day and i'm like ooh, this is like an inspiring image that they posted and oh look there's mitlodica's cute little shiba and you know that's it's really nice it's a really nice part of checking into the internet so awesome Okay. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard, I've heard that from many people that you know this keyboard, this keyboard craze Listen, can get a little pricey. I, I just, all my money is going to the baby. This is what I said I would give myself this year. So, yes. <laughs> which is good. That is that's a good thing that you yes. did that. Um, all right. You're only allowed to listen, watch, uh, read one thing. I put you on an island, and I tell you that you're only allowed this one thing, like form of content. You can have all of it within that form, right? So it's like uh, the best that I can give you is like a season of or um, a show. You you cho- you choose a TV show. You can have all the seasons of that show, but that's the only thing you can listen to, watch, read, whatever it is. What are you picking? This is a no brainer. Nine hundred two one zero, the original Beverly uh, Hills nine hundred two one zero. You did foreshadow that. Yeah. I should have known. I, I wasn't even thinking. It's okay. I listen. I and I'm sorry to give you this answer because I realize this doesn't like give people new podcasts into no. or anything like that. No, no, but, no, no. no. <laughs> but it is again. It was a huge comfort for me, and like even in the delivery room, I was watching the episode where Andrea is scarily giving birth. But you know, it was was an episode arc for me to tune into that was related to what i was going through so i would be happy to be on deserted island with all 10 seasons of the show (laughs) even seasons eight and nine and ten which are like the worst seasons but yes (laughs) awesome all right this is the last one as the android expert please help me answer a fundamental question Hmm. why would i ever choose android over iphone the Apple ecosystem. Like, help me understand. Uh, it's all relative, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you, man, and your feelings and how you feel. Um, no, I just... I, I'm so glad you're being so pedantic about um, it. Like, this, this makes me so happy. I just... I, I love... I just love the Android platform. I, the thing that attracted to me was how uh, malleable it was in the beginning because it reminded me a lot of, like, my early PC, Windows PC days where I could just, like, like change like customize it to be the way that I want it to be. Um, I just kind of stuck with it. And as I got further and further into the Google ecosystem, I realized like I rely so much on this. So I think the thing for you, that the tip I would give you as a professional is if you're really into the Google ecosystem, then absolutely consider 
uh, hopping over because there are a lot of perks that you don't get for from being on iOS, even though Google does, obviously, it has to appeal to the iPhone-using public and the Apple-using public because y- you can't do that in this day and age unless you're Apple. <laughs> then yeah, it works seriously. for you. Seriously. Um, yeah, please seriously. stop sending me iMessages to my friends out there. Like, every time you send me a video, I can't see it very well. It's, <laughs> it's like super, super, uh, uh, ah, the word's escaping me. I have baby brain. Uh, compressed. <laughs> yeah. I have no oh idea yeah. what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're one of those green bubbles. Ugh. I am. I am. Well, uh, Florence, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, thank you so much for teaching us. Thank you so much for ter- sharing your story with us. Where can people find more about you if they were if they're looking for it? Best place is to go to my website, florenceion.com. That is the flow feed. Uh, I have a fun little column that I've started called Ask Flow, where I kind of just help people with tech. And sometimes I bring those questions to the podcast. Sometimes I bring those questions to the publications that I write for. Uh, it just helps me get a gauge of what's going on out there. And I also have a Discord community. This was the other thing that maybe I should have mentioned earlier. Uh, mm. A lot of people, there's a link floating around on my website, but a lot of a lot of people join in. And it's actually, we, we talk every day about Android, about how we're dealing with coronavirus. We talk a lot of Animal Crossing talk right now. And it's just, I, I love being able to interact with folks this way. So if anybody's interested come join us it's a safe space wonderful wonderful well flo thanks again for being on the show uh folks if you want to find out more about the show um, find out more about uh, what we're doing here you can go to talking to the internet.com or uh, check us out on twitter at, at ttti podcast uh thanks so much for listening um again thanks flo for being on the show and uh, thanks for learning with us have a good day thank you This has been a Shwa Shwa production.